When I was a, a somewhat pressure priest, and I knew everything, uh, I had some very strong feelings about what sorts of things I would introduce into a sermon or a liturgical uh, expression of some kind or another. For example, today is Mother's Day, and there was a time when I very staunchly refused to even acknowledge it because it's not a liturgical holiday. There you go. End of story. And, you know, as I've gotten a little bit older and wiser and have been a parish priest now for over 10 years, I have seen some of the error of that thinking. And sure, it's not a feast on the calendar of the church. But, you know, as St. Ignatius tells us, we are to find God in all things. And so let us find God today, at least in part, in this celebration that we all love so much. And in fact, there are some beautiful roses in the back, and each one of you mothers is uh, asked to take one with you as you leave today. So we have this gospel story uh, where Jesus is confronted in the temple by a group of people who are just uh, hanging on the edge of their seats. They're, they're on tender hooks. Are you the Messiah or not? Please just tell us. Because you know, Jesus never really liked to answer anything in a direct way. Um, But here he does pretty well. He says, um, I have told you and you do not believe. You have seen all these things that I have done. They testify to me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Now, this reminds me, going back to Mother's Day, of being a small child and you know, I was never, uh, maybe this is why, I was never really far out of sight from my own mother. And so if I lost sight of her, I really uh, nearly lost my mind. Um, there was one time uh, after church, we were um, auditioning for a children's choir, which uh, mom really wanted me to be in. And so uh, she left, and the, you know, the, re- the Children's rehearsal took an hour or so. I don't know how long it is anymore, but it was a time. So she went to do something, and she was going to come back. Well, the rehearsal ended, and all the kids were waiting you know, by the door of the church. And one by one, the parents' cars pulled up, and I was the last one there. And I was certain she had abandoned me. <laughs> I was just bawling my eyes out. The poor choir teacher was there, and she was holding me, hugging me. She's like, honey, your mommy will be here very soon. And I remember this as clear as day. I must have been maybe, I don't know, eight or nine years old. And similarly in the grocery store, you know, something would catch my eye on the shelf, and the cart would turn around a corner, and all of a sudden I'd look up, and there's no mommy. And that was a bad situation. Now, my sister was totally different. She would actively hide. You know, those big round clothing racks at the store that are so packed tight that you can't see through. She'd go in there, and we'd have to look under to see little feet. And I never could understand that. But, but what I longed for was to hear my mother's voice calling me because I was lost. Uh, not really lost, but I, it, it felt like I, it was the end of the world. But she always called me. She always found me. And this is, this, I think, what Jesus is trying to tell these people who, they want some kind of a sign, or they want him to declare something, um, but they don't get it. They don't get that um, just him doing some kind of sign or saying something to them, yes, I'm the Messiah, that's not going to make them believe. 
In fact, it might make them doubt even more. Who is this guy? He's now he's saying he's the Messiah. But what Jesus says is, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them away from my hand. And so thinking back to those little mini traumas from childhood, that promise from Jesus gives me, at least, a great deal of comfort. No one will snatch them out of my hand. They hear my voice. They know me. They follow me. And this is true in, in the actual world of sheep and shepherds, that the flock does know the shepherd's voice, and they will follow. And, you know, we have even uh, in the last, I don't know how many hundreds of years, bred dogs that are shepherd dogs. And um, I don't know what it says about me and my family, but almost all of us who have dogs have some kind of a shepherd. And uh, we have our own little dear thing up at the rectory, and she's learned, you know, which animals are to stay in the house and which animals are to be ejected from the house. And so if the cats go outside, she circles them around and gets them right back in. But if there's a deer or, God forbid, a turkey in the yard, off she goes and it is taken care of. But again, it's that knowing your own and drawing them in. And so there's the paradox there, isn't there? Because it it sounds, on the surface, a little bit exclusive. Like there's only a certain group who are who are mine. You can't be a part of it because you're not one of my sheep. But we know, don't we, that the great commission that Jesus gave us is, in fact, to go out into the world to take his voice, because we are his voice in this, in this day, and do his work and to make new disciples, to bring new sheep into the fold. And indeed, in another place in Scripture, he says, there will be one flock, one shepherd. And so that is the goal, isn't it? It is to bring, as I've said before, the whole meaning of what we do in church, it all boils down to bringing all things to unity with God through Jesus Christ. And nothing, he wants nothing more than for us to come into his embrace. Those arms he stretched wide upon the cross in pain, but also in love, in reaching out to the whole world, all those who were and were yet to come and will ever be. And so let us always listen for his voice. And let us also remember that You know, we come here every Sunday, we receive the sacrament, we receive Jesus into our bodies sacramentally every week, and that's important. And so when we go out into the world, we have to remember that, that we, like St. Mary, are bearing Jesus in the world. And so when we hear the bleat of a brother or sister sheep who is stuck in a thicket or who is lost and wandering in the wilderness or who is uh, being circled by wolves... We are simultaneously the sheep and the shepherd. We're to go out and to bring that lost sheep home and to show love and care and uh, forgiveness. So on this Mother's Day and on this Good Shepherd Sunday, let us remember, the, just think about the comfort of hearing a voice. It doesn't have to be your mother. It could be. It could be your child or your spouse or uh, someone you love but see no longer. And just think about 
hearing your name spoken by that person like Mary Magdalene at the tomb when she saw the resurrected Christ and didn't recognize him at first, but he spoke her name and she heard his voice and she knew him. So think about that as you go through this week and think about how we are all both part of the flock and we're also shepherds. We're all called to be a priesthood in Jesus Christ through his resurrection and ascension into heaven and through his gift of the Holy Spirit, which gives us the power and the will to do these things. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.